What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. I'm Donnie McHenry, your host for this evening. I'm joined by two of my fellow bloggers on the site. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce them to kick this off. Um, first, we've got Alex Torres. Alex, how you doing this evening? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Uh, of course, uh, my usual co-host, Chris Walton, uh, a.k.a. Walt. Walt, how you doing this fine evening? I'm making it, man. Just hoping the, uh, the Wi-Fi gods don't take me down like they try to. <laughs> they're, always, they're always trying to get at you. Uh, we'll see. Um, might have to might have to put on my editing hat after this. We'll see. Um, well, awesome. Tonight we're going to do a little draft uh, as we continue to wait for the free agency, free agency period at the end of the month uh, where the Lakers will be making a uh, signing of Kyle Guy, apparently. Um <laughs> as well as hopefully, please, dear God, uh, Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, but tonight we're going to go ahead and, like I said, do a draft, make four selections each, and create a little 2021-2022 season starter pack. Uh, doing so, we'll hopefully have some laughs uh, about this stupid, stupid season. And while doing so, we can finally bury it uh, six feet deep where it belongs and well, I'm sure we'll think about it again, but not think about it for a little bit of time. Um, so for this draft, here's how it's going to work. We're each going to draft one selection in four different categories. Those categories will be worst loss, uh, the best win, funniest and or saddest moment of the season. Uh, and then last, but certainly not least, a uh, draft about this past season for the Lakers wouldn't be complete without us selecting the best slash worst Russell Westbrook quote. Um, us three can make a selection in whichever four categories we want at any time when we're up to bat, uh, just as long as we have a selection in each one by the end of the draft. Uh, I'm sure along the way we'll do some reminiscing on this foolish season. I mean, going through this, I was just laughing to myself at some of the things I was uh, remembering. Uh, but now that I've rambled on about the draft far too long in the rules, uh, you guys want to figure out this order? Who gets the the honor of going first? Let's do it. Let me see. Okay. I'm about to put, let me see this. Look, there's a wheel. You guys can't Ooh, see that. Nice. Who won? Ha ha. Ooh. That's win. right. The guy with the wheel wins. Oh. oh. <laughs> How? How? How's the man running the draft order win the draft? <laughs> and then, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Alex nice. is second. That's right, Walt. Dead last. It's all right, baby. I make it do what it do. I'm just like the Warriors. I don't need no top picks. The Lakers don't need them either. Well, now they do, but whatever. Let's see. All right, so I'll go first. Alex up second. Wall up third, and then we'll go right back up to the top. Um, God, all right. I get to start off with whatever I want. Um, I'm going to kick it off with my favorite worst Russ quote. Got to Get the favorite category out of the way. Well, at least my favorite category. Uh, 
This was in, you guys might know it right when I started talking about it. This was in the second preseason game. Uh, he said, <laughs> he said, so I could turn that bitch over 15 times. Ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. It's an easy, literally easy fix for me. <laughs> <laughs> now he, he, I looked, I was like, how many turnovers did he average? He averaged the least amount of turnovers he's had, uh, since like 2014, but nice little start to, uh, him just never, never taking accountability uh, for just the terrible, terrible things he did on the basketball court. Um, turned that bitch over 15 times. And he's saying 15 because he had 14 turnovers that night, uh, which I also forgot, which is great. Um, so, Alex, you go That's ahead good. and uh, take your pick. Uh, so do, do I follow with the same category with rest or do I pick any category? Nah, you can pick any category, just as long as you pick one of each, uh, one like, of each. before yeah. the end. Cool, cool. All right, so if that's the case, then I'm going to switch up the category to the best win. Uh, just start off on a positive side, and you know, on the positive note. Uh, for me, I think the best win uh, for the Lakers, personally, was their uh, overtime win against the Mavs when uh, Austin Reeves hit that game winner uh, in OT. I just felt like... Mm-hmm. I, you know, from a feeling standpoint, I mean, doesn't I don't know if I got any higher than that. You know, just I'll be having the rookie hit that shot at that moment in Dallas. Uh, you know, just a great win. It was still early off and early on in the season where you still had a little hope. So you know, it felt felt really encouraging to get him get that W on the road against Luca. And uh, you know, even the locker room celebration was really fun. How you know they embraced the rookie and you know had a Gatorade shot ready for him in the locker room and stuff. So I thought you know. That was definitely uh, my high point for for the best win. Yeah, that is that was going to be my selection. Uh, oh, my number one selection <laughs> for best win. So you already took that from me. Oh, damn. Uh, it's not a long list of best wins. That's for it's sure. not. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I went there because I knew it was good. You know, you had small, slim pickings. It was easy to do, or it was easy to figure out the best wins, best losses. I was like going all over the all over the uh, the schedule. Um, all right, well, on to you. Uh, any category you want, let's hear it. Uh, I want to give. Let me give negative, man. I want to go to the worst loss of the season. Um, yes. <laughs> let me restore some order around these these parts, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the March 27th, 2022 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans where the Lakers blew a 23-point lead to pretty much solidify that they would not make the play-in nor the playoffs. That uh, that game dropped them to 10th place, but, I mean, we all know, um, you know, what took place after that. It was just like the as high as the highs were that game with them playing so great to start the game. And, you know, LeBron and Malik kind of going back and forth and having their way with the Pelicans. Um, the lowest of the lows would come. LeBron, weird ankle sprain. Um, and just total collapse. It was like the worst way that they could have went out. Um, and they took it. They took the worst route possible. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think I found my Jason Tatum with that one. In this draft, <laughs> yeah, you got oh, hold on, the third pick. Taylor got that? Uh, was yeah, he was third pick. Yeah, yeah, Stay on yeah, he was third, third pick. Man. You're right. You're right. 
Yeah, you uh, you got an all NBA selection uh, with like one dud and uh, one like maybe all star someday selection in front of you. Um, good choice, good choice. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was on my list. Yep, that was on my yeah. list as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we've got a worst loss. We've got a best win. Uh, got a rust quote. Let me do. Um, God, what do I want to do next? I'll go. I'll go. You know what? Let me just get across or fill something across the board. I'll do funniest, saddest moment. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> when Russ was patting LeBron and AD on the head oh, uh, my God. at the end of the game, where, which I kind of forgot this was the game. This is the game he was held out of the fourth quarter. Oh. It was against the Bucks, and the Lakers almost completed one of their patented fake comebacks uh, after falling behind a lot early. Uh, then, yeah, there was that classic. I don't know. I mean, like every game for the Lakers, it was nationally televised. And they just caught, like, LeBron and AD gassed on the bench, and then Russ just coming over like an absolute joke, absolute fool, uh, patting him on the head. I'm assuming saying something like, oh, we could have won if that dude, uh, that dude over there from <laughs> – I'm going to make it up from Impractical Jokers didn't take me out of the game or something stupid <laughs> like that. Uh, stupid idiot, man. Um, but I just feel like that was one of the classic memeable moments of the season. So I'm going to go with that uh, for my uh, – uh, I'll call that the funniest moment. It, w- it wasn't too sad to me. It was pretty funny uh, at the time. I'd, I'd definitely given up hope at that time anyways. Um so that'll be that for me. And then we will go to Alex again. Cool. That's a good one. I hadn't even thought about that one, uh, Johnny. That's probably, I think that would, would have been my number one pick. I don't know why that'll just like that image of just him patting him on the head will never get out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That's just kind of a perfect image for the season. And I'm mad at myself for not remembering that. Um, Huh, let's see where I want to go. I got three options left. Uh, I did best game, so I guess we can do might as well stick with the worst game. Uh, get that off the board. So, you know, I'm in between two picks. One of it's more of a personal one, and that's the the throbbing they got at Phoenix because I was there in Phoenix to see them get destroyed by, like, was it 30 points? Um, so that one was pretty bad. But I think the one that really kind of resonates with me is um, – it's kind of a tandem answer, if you will, but those two losses to the OKC Thunder early on, uh, what did they blow a 26-point lead in the first one, and then they, you know, a couple of days later, a week later or so, they also had a big lead and blew it. So I'd say it's a tandem answer. Those two OKC losses were just so bad because, I mean, they have no business losing those games. I mean, OKC it was not a serious, you know, you know, team whatsoever. And, you know, to be up that big, you know, to be so, you know, have that comfortable lead and for you to blow that early on. I mean, and ultimately those game did those games did end up, you know, costing us those that playing. So uh, you know, I think that that'd be that'll be my submission for for worse loss. Yeah, I still I still really just can't believe um with how I mean they weren't really in full tanking mode yet at that time. The Thunder weren't, but I mean what a joke of a team by the end of the season. Um and yeah, like the Lakers losing twice them. It's Insane. Um, all right, Walt, uh, on to you. Um, what are you choosing next? I'm going to take worst Westbrook quotes for a thousand, Alex. 
<laughs> um, so this was a exit interview, and he was being asked about coming to Los Angeles, and he said from top to bottom, I just felt like I was never given a fair chance to be who I needed to be to help this team. And I do think it's something too when you you know you come into a new team, your role shift and the things that's asked of you changes. I I do kind of feel for him when it comes to that, but uh, I'm not necessarily sure that he wasn't given a chance to be himself because he said he was going to sacrifice. And unless he said he was going to sacrifice something different, I would expect for him to, um, you know, sacrifice the, I don't know, the things he did well should have been like welcome on the team, like the, the rebounding, the playmaking, the physicality and the this rumor energy that everybody keeps saying that Russ got. Um, you know, those things shouldn't have been called to be sacrificed. So I don't know what about his game that he he was giving up to help the team. And I feel like I meet Russ where he is. If Russ thinks of himself as somebody who's fearless, ferocious, and gonna say what's on his mind. If he feels like or if he felt like at any point that Frank Vogel wasn't putting him in a position to succeed and there was something more that he wanted to do, why won't you just go tell him that and say, hey, let's, you know, let's sit down and hash this out and let's – I would like to run more pick and rolls with LeBron. Like, I'm coming to you, you know, lay it all out as far as, like, put yourself out there. Let's do this. And this is what I think will make us successful instead of, you know – and I don't know if he did or didn't do that, so I really – kind of can't speak there too, but instead of, you know, doing the little, the media games and doing the hard-ass rush shit that he does, like, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, that quote, I can't put no weight in that quote. Yeah. Um, I've been laughing about that, The like, like oh, Russ is so ferocious, such high energy. Like, yeah, but, like, not really sometimes. Like, he can be absolutely – super low energy when shit is going sour uh in the yeah. games like i don't know um i think that's been kind of like something darvin ham's been talking about a lot well was talking about a lot in his press conference yesterday um just like well like competitor da, da, da. competitor the one i is one i really laugh at like if you were really trying to compete at the highest level you would have been made you would have made these sacrifices that you're going to be making supposedly for next year a year before uh, when we really could have used them, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I digress. Um, Great choice. I feel like we could choose like 50 quotes from his exit interview uh, for this category, but that was a great one. Um, All right. So I got worst loss and best win still to go. I barely want to do best win because I think that they all suck. Um, and Alex took the, I'd say, <laughs> undoubtedly the best one. Um, I'm going to go, screw it. I'll go best win. And I will go, I feel like a lot of people don't think about this one, but I'm going to go with their win against the Spurs in game four of the season, uh, October 26th. Um, I was all surprised about when I looked up when this game was. I thought this was in like early December before all the COVID hit. But no, fourth game of the season. It was their second win. Second win in a row. 
uh, after the Lakers beat the Grizzlies, which is a wild thing to think the Lakers actually did. Um, <laughs> no LeBron and Russ and AD were able able to pull it out in the end in overtime, I believe. Um, this was probably like Russ's second or third best game of the season with, I'd say, that Hornets game being his best. Um, he had 33 points, uh, a couple like game icing dunks that were just like insane dunks that I feel like we only saw from him like once every 30 games. Um, and then AD had 35 points and, you know, looking at it when they had those two wins in the, uh, in a row after losing against the Warriors and the Suns to begin the season, it's like, were we really expecting them to win those games? I probably had some hope at this point. Uh, I can't really remember that. But I'd have to imagine I had some hope at this point. And, yeah, so I'm going to go with that uh, for my selection for best win. Um, Alex, on to you. You've got, you know, you've got my two favorite categories left to go. So interesting I know. to hear what you got for them. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, funniest moment. Um, so, I would, again, I, I kind of i am torn between two situations and, but I guess this one makes more sense. I think when uh, LeBron tweeted that he was done for the season on April Fools was pretty hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, you know, just because it kind of foreshadowed that he was eventually going to be done for the season just because we didn't make the playoffs. So, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know, just kind of read the room, LeBron. You know, I don't know if that's the most appropriate joke given the state of the Lakers at that moment. So. I really think that, you know, it was pretty hilarious to see people responding. And I think, you know, it was such an easy thing to like quote tweet when the Lakers were officially eliminated. So it was like, yeah, you know, you kind of lobbed it up for them, LeBron, to just use that against us and use that against the Lakers. So, uh, you know, I just think, you know, kind of he needs to do a better job of understanding the climate, giving the, the standings at the time. So to me, yeah, it was definitely the funniest moment. He's he's terrible at reading the room. Uh, Walt, Walt has, Walt has, uh, a reaction. I'd say what I'd call it to whenever LeBron has a tweet that me and him both despise and it's, Oh brother, this guy. Um, and that was definitely, I think, and you, and, oh, this dude, man. Um, and yeah, Alex, you said like, Oh, I just gave everyone like the ability to quote, tweet it, retweet it so many times later i think i retweeted that tweet like maybe three or four times uh myself (laughs) like i was that was just when i was just like throwing the dirt on the lakers grave just like i was pure hate for him i remember seeing that and i was like dude you like i know this means you're playing in the next game but bro you are on like one leg like why are you even tweeting this like you're acting like you're fully recovered and i know you're not and he was obviously not i think the next game was that pelicans game that uh walt chose for his worst loss and then like like hurt his ankle or maybe it was after that i don't know it was around that time um okay obviously it was on april fool so it was after that pelicans game where he was on one leg uh like yeah like read the room i'm shocked he didn't delete that tweet like he deleted the uh one from the preseason like Oh, let's <laughs> talk about how old we are. Keep that same energy. He yeah, had yeah. Delete, he had to delete that one. I'm surprised he never deleted the that same uh, narrative. Hey, that same narrative energy. <laughs> that same you narrative. narrative like a description. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this ain't going to be well at all. Narrative energy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he. And then speaking of which, you know, he he didn't accept my invitation to come on this podcast. You know, oh, he's snaps. tweeting out there. 
dying to get on some people's podcast. I invited him. I invited him to come on and tell me his best, worst Russ quote. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. So shame on LeBron. If he was really about that podcast game, he'd be on this one. But I digress. Um, Walt, you got best win and funniest, saddest moment to go. I really want to know what your funniest, saddest moment is. But go ahead and make your choice. Uh, since I've kind of been negative, I'm gonna swing back to um <laughs> the latter category. But the best win of the season, and I feel like this is kind of this this is in my opinion this is kind of the peak of what the team would have looked like with everything clicking. And they didn't even have AD in this game, but uh, it was the January seventh game against the Hawks. They won one thirty four one eighteen. And I think they had four different people who were over 20 points. LeBron was going off. Malik went off. THT went off. Hell, even Avery Bradley went off. He had 20 points, <laughs> and he was, you know, he had he had uh, Trey Young in hell. And, you know, Stanley was out there, like, just if, – if they get that Stanley, then that's, again, I always tell them, it's one less position they got to worry about filling in the starting lineup. But he was, like, everywhere. He was guarding Trey a little bit. Um, he had a – a nice little recovery block on John Collins, like came out of nowhere. Uh, it was just a great game. It was on ESPN. The crowd was into it. I think the Hawks were kind of hot, like coming into that game too. So it wasn't necessarily like a, a cakewalk game. And, you know, like I said, with no AD, they were, that's the peak of what I feel like that team would have been again last year. And I think that's kind of the team that you would hope to see this year with just like a, you know, hopefully all around balance. And I think Russ wasn't off for that game either. Yeah. He was 11 <laughs> with nine points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, and a team high plus 22. So that Dang. that's that's the kind of rest that they need, though. I don't, I ain't, let me not get all in. Dunny, you better stop me. You know I'll talk. <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to tell me about all these sacrifices Russ is about to make this year. Yeah. I would show him that tape and say, hey, this – you do nothing more than this. Yeah, I kind of forgot about this win. They were this made them twenty one to nineteen. Definitely the last time that there were two games over five hundred. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay. Because this was because this was the January seventh was referenced so many times throughout the rest of the season because this was the last time that they won two games in a row until they won the last two games of the season behind <laughs> an Austin mm-hmm. Reeves goat. Goat performance in the final game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about this game. Uh, then classic like Lakers two steps forward, three steps back. They lost like the next three games, but whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. Glad, I'm glad we could find some wins I forgot about. Um, <laughs> you feel a little bit better, but not really. All right, so I've got the worst loss left. Oh, man. Okay, let me go look at my list. Worst loss. I'm going to go with... um, We'll do some honorable mentions at the end because I think there's some ones I want to talk about. But I'm going to go with uh, another loss against the Pelicans. Not the March 27th one that Walt picked. Going with the February 27th one at home. 123 to 95. Um, dropped them to 27 mm. to 33. Uh, it was the second game out of the all-star break. I felt like there was like a little bit 
of hope, like coming out of the all-star rig, like, oh, let's see, like, we'll see. Um, it was uh, right before the break, they beat the Jazz. First game out of the break, they barely lost to the Clippers, uh, 105 to 102. So I was like, okay, like the Clippers are pretty good. They played them pretty close, like whatever. Uh, but like I said, typical Lakers fashion, one step forward, uh, one step to the side, and then like 60 steps back. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching this game. They got mercilessly booed for like all of the second half. Um, they were down big early. This one did not feature any fake comeback, so like the boos were really raining down. Just a beat down from buzzer buzzer, and I've got an honorable mention for later for a worse loss. But there's two teams I really just cannot stand losing to. Well, make it three. One, the Celtics, but the two I was thinking of are the Pelicans and the Kings. I just can't stand it. I think it's just extremely embarrassing, no matter if the Pelicans have CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, or what. Like, and, and just what, and looking at their stupid little social account, whoever runs their social, like, I don't yeah. care. I hate you. I hate you. You're stupid. You're not funny. I think you're cute. <laughs> But you're not cute, and you're not funny, and your brand is the Lakers. I just hope you know that. That is yes. that is all you get clicks for on social media is for being the second Lakers social account on Twitter. But I digress. Yes. Um, that's my worst loss, and that completes my little team. Um, Alex, kick it over to you for uh, your final selection, which would be Best worst Russ quote. Well, in transitioning to teams that we don't like, uh, and the reason I say that is I decided to, you know, that I was assuming you guys would come with Russ quotes that were going to be negative, and surely enough, that was the case. And <laughs> since he's a <laughs> he's my he's my uh, fellow UCLA brethren, I felt like I had to come in and, and bring some positive light into it. And at the same time, and at the same time, uh, I really really dislike. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, not the team, but more Patrick Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns. And so I'm going to use the quote he had uh, for them, which was, uh, I honestly don't pay no mind to it. Maybe other guys do. They weren't talking to me. They were talking to individual guys, but the trash, the trash talking doesn't bother me. None. Nobody over there has done anything in this league. Uh, in reference to that, obviously ugly loss in Minnesota where, Carl Anthony was making little hand gestures and Patrick was being wild as always. And I just really disliked the Timberwolves. And I think, you know, Russ kind of saying that and, and you know, obviously Carl Anthony wasn't like that, you know, pre Patrick Beverly. So him and kind of embracing that role as the bad guy was a kind of like, you know, a look that doesn't really fit him. And just Patrick Beverly has always been one of the most annoying players. And just, you know, I hate seeing him on ESPN and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of like, hey, Russ. We, as much as you know, we Russ has been frustrating. And granted, I'm there with you guys. I'm not blind. I'm not letting the UCLA Bruin thing blind me from the fact that it was not a good fit. But uh, you know, he they're not the same level where Russ is at, and you know they should respect somebody of his caliber. Uh, but yeah, that that's where I'm going with it. <laughs> that was that was definitely on my short list. I like kind of forgot about it. <laughs> And I was kind of going through the quotes and I saw that. I'm like, okay, this was one time that I at least laughed at Russ or laughed. I laughed with Russ instead of laughing at Russ. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, That is a good one. And, you know, Patrick Beverly's annoying. I think he's a great competitor and 
shit talking is part of his game, but Carlton Towns with your voice changing, shut up. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's just like, crazy. I just can't believe he thought he could get away with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. It was so be easy like, to see it too. Like the like receipts were crazy. Be like I was talking like this, and like I just did that for a whole podcast. And <laughs> just started doing that from now on. It's hilarious. Like, come on, yeah. Um, <laughs> he just he like <laughs> he you could tell he was like holding the air in his chest. <laughs> like come on, dude. Oh man. Um. All right. Well, you are. You got the uh, what do they call the last pick in the NFL draft? The uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, you got the Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, funniest, saddest moment of the season. The funniest, saddest moment of the season was something that didn't happen on the floor, but, um, we paint a picture for you. It was, um, as you know, we, we traded our what, 20, 20 first round pick and Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder and proceeded to. I, st- I still don't believe they offered him a, a contract extension, despite what the rumors were, um, just based on everything that turned out for him. But uh, them trying to trade and get him back was just sad. <laughs> just sad. <laughs> or, or I totally forgot about those. Yeah, reportedly. But I just feel like it must have been some truth to it, because even though the heavy was the source that I've seen, with that news, um, and then you know, through actually getting traded, I was like, mm, I can, I could see them trying to do that, but that was just sad, man. Would you, would you consider it even more sad if they signed him to a deal this this off season? That's a great question. And listen, it's in the cards. They didn't have ten thousand guards. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> he should never left in the first place. That actually, like, I might, I might legit like reconsider my fandom if they give the MLE to Dennis Schroeder in the offseason. Oh my god! <laughs> like the best resource they waste on Schroeder. <laughs> Man, I totally forgot that they like that was definitely a rumor that they tried to trade for him after after trading a first for him. Like, there, it's one thing when you trade a first for. Like a like an insanely good player, then let him walk. And I don't think Dennis Schroeder is a bad player by any means. But like Dennis, like trading a first and letting Dennis Schroeder walk, just like wasting a first on, like, whatever eighty games of him, it's just crazy to me. Um, yeah, just burned it, and then proceeded to. They said he wanted to come back. He was like, "I'll take a backup role." And saying, nah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. We got um, Malik Monk and Kendrick Nye. After after he was uh, talking about he's done with that off the bench stuff coming into coming into Lakerland. <laughs> hey, we're all we're all we're all laughing, but he might get a ring uh, this year because technically he was on the Celtics. So, and he tattooed it on himself. So. I don't need I don't need any more Th- that that one uh, like that's real, right? Like that's not fake. You I got that. Tattoo? I don't know. I, I brought it up, but I'm not sure. I, but it, it seems no, like do, it's not real. But I don't know. Um, it might be real. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna look it up. But what was I gonna say? Yeah, okay. I don't need any more reasons to not want the Celtics to win the championship. But like Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder getting a ring before uh, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. Like that's just that's sick. 
cruel, Sick man. Yeah. It's cruel, yeah. It's all cruel. I mean, the basketball, the basketball gods have no have no mercy. They really don't. Yeah. Just ask, yeah. just ask Charles Barkley. <laughs> man, I think that tattoo mm. is real. I don't know. This could be photoshopped. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's photoshopped to be on his story. I don't know. I'm gonna act like it is real, <laughs> and I'm gonna wonder if he has a Laker tattoo because that would be funny. Um, well, yeah. Let me just go ahead and so Russ, I thought you were gonna. I mean, Russ. Oh man, I'm sorry for calling you Russ Walt. Wow. Damn. 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 I think me and Russ got now nah, our birthday like in both our birthdays in November. Damn, I'm sorry. There's I'm that. So sorry. sorry. Um, God, I even, oh, I thought you were going to do a long spiel just to say the rush trade. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to say the saddest moment was the rush trade. That's what, I, that's what I thought you were about to go on to do. Um, let me go through what we got. So for me, uh, actually, let's just go. I'm going to go down the columns. Worst loss. I got February 27th against the Pelicans blowout. Alex uh, cheated, mind you, and chose both the Thunder losses, but I appreciate <laughs> it because they both they both stink and sting in the same way. Uh, Walt yeah. chose the March 27th loss to the Pelicans that nearly basically eliminated the Lakers from playing contention. Uh, going on the best wins, I chose the Spurs overtime win on October 22nd. Alex chose the Lakers Mavs OT win where Austin Reeves at the buzzer beater. Walt chose the January 7th win, uh, 134-118 against the Hawks. That was the last time the Lakers won two games in a row until the final two games of the season. Uh, funniest, saddest moment, I chose Russ patting LeBron and AD on the head in that Bucks loss. Alex chose LeBron's um, I'm out for the season tweet on April Fool's Day. Uh, Walt chose uh, the team reportedly trying to trade for Dennis Schroeder at the deadline <laughs> after trading a first for him for no reason in the previous offseason. Well, two previous offseasons before that. Uh, best worst Russ quote I chose. I could turn that bitch over 15 times. Um, Russ might have to get that on his tombstone, honestly. Um, Alex chose uh, Russ's quote after the Timberwolves game. Uh, give it to me. He he's the main quote was they haven't done anything over there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. He said yeah, they haven't exactly. done anything over there about Pat Bev, Carlton Towns. Yeah. Facts. I mean, facts. Facts. Pat Bev. They celebrated this. They celebrated a playing game like it was a title. I mean, it was pretty pathetic. I mean, Pat Bev was crying. Pat Bev like yeah. tears on the court. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then for Russ quote, Walt chose. Um, uh, Russ's quote that he was never given a fair chance at the exit interviews. Um, with that being said, fellas, did you have any honorable mentions for any of the categories you wanted to get out there? Alex, what about you? You know, I, I was thinking about a funniest moment, um, and it was kind of Lakers related, kind of not, but I thought it was hilarious when uh, LeBron and KD were picking the all-star teams uh, and like LeBron purposely kind of that. was letting James Harding like there. So he continuously, 
made you know KD having to pick him, and even like Chuck and Kenny were kind of egging him on and like, oh, don't take him, LeBron, and kind of joining on the fun. It was it was it was great ATV. It was phenomenal. And that was when Charles, I think uh, LeBron was like, "Isn't he injured? Isn't he injured?" And yeah, like, yeah. And, like, Charles <laughs> was like, "No, he just got traded. He's healthy." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, that was, had to hold the paper up yeah that was good yeah yeah um Walt, what about you any uh honorable mentions we need to we need to highlight i've got a few honorable mentions we need to highlight let me see um i think one of the saddest moments as well was when they asked frank vogel about the heat hear about the tweet about him getting fired or did he see him being fired already and he was like somebody told me shit (laughs) the first time i seen vocal kind of being like you know what man fuck all of them every last one of them yeah excuse my language yeah that was a that was on my short list uh that was number four for me on my list um man god crazy um Let's see. I've got uh, for funny saddest moment. My next one after Russ patting their heads was Dwight and AD's little tussle in uh, game two of the season. Um, oh, I forgot about that. I definitely, I definitely chalked that up to like just competitive nature without realizing yes. like, oh, maybe this entire environment is just full of toxicity and this is just never going to work. Um, Let's see. Oh, my next one was just any time Russ shot a bank shot. That was the saddest <laughs> moment of the season. Um, oh, have you guys seen like the TikTok or video of him? I don't know what game it's in, but he's doing warmups and it's layup line. And he comes up and he's going to throw it off the backboard and dunk it. And it's from someone's taking a video from the baseline. He tosses the ball up and the ball just never comes down. <laughs> it's just like he definitely threw it over the backboard. And it's like, and this was like during one of his worst stretches. And I remember it came out. I was like, dude, you are just so embarrassing. Alex, I'm sorry. Sorry for <laughs> coming after your Bruin brother like this. Um, but he's, he's just so embarrassing this season. It was um, bad. It was bad. Let's see. I've got a couple quotes from him. Um, oh, after the February 27th. Uh, blowout loss i chose my worst loss that was when russ said here's a quote teams are coming in and playing harder i believe that's their scouting report just play harder than the lakers and see what happens and it's working just like i've never seen i've never heard a player just admit that like if a team just plays harder than them that they're gonna win like i've never (laughs) never heard uh at least i've never heard a superstar um just point that out about his team um, let me see. God, I had oh the three overtime loss to the Kings is Ugh. a big honorable mention for reverse loss because I can't stand when they go to overtime period, but to go to three overtimes with the Kings, like I said, I can't stand them losing the Kings. Um, one forty one to one thirty seven, just pitiful. Um. Talk, then, talk about another team who loves to use this on their social media. I it know. wasn't for us. It's the same thing as the Pelicans. They just love to put Lakers on there. And, just... and they've, they're have they getting to the point where they know that if they egg on the Lakers, that they'll get a, like 10,000 Lakers fans in the replies just tweeting the video of Ori hitting the game-winning shot over them. 
Yes. And they like know that. And like, they just use that for clicks and it makes me sick to my stomach, but it's still funny yes. to reply with them with the Ori shot. To be exactly. Clear. It's still funny. Um, another like low key, like worst loss to me was, um, uh, their 100, 139 to 131 overtime loss uh, in Houston to the Rockets, where like an overtime Rockets were just letting it rain. And yeah. this was like the peak LeBron, I'm not doing a closeout for the rest of the season game, where he's just watching Jalen Green and all those guys just nail three after three after three. Um, like that overtime was like before over before it even started. Um any others from you guys? I, I will say that I keep talking about <laughs> worst loss. As, as far I, I kind of mentioned it already, but that Phoenix loss was pretty bad from on a personal level because it was so bad that at halftime I decided I'm going to go get some food because there's no <laughs> point in watching the game anymore. And I ended up losing my wallet because I'm just oh. shopping the stadium and uh, the arena, I should say, and luckily the the Phoenix staff somebody re- actually reported the, the the wallet missing, and it was at their like you know lost and found. So I was able to get it back, but I partly lost my wallet because I was just bored and shopping around the arena. So yeah, that definitely goes mm-hmm. up there for me as a really bad loss. Damn, and that was uh, yeah, was that was that March thirteenth, one forty to one eleven. That's correct. And that was like from the first quarter, like we were down what, 19, 20. Like it wasn't like, oh, well, at least we're competitive a couple of quarters. Oh, and, then we got... and that was the and, game where I think I think it was like kind of like five, five to start. And then Russ came down and had like two to three plays in a row where he just like came down, shot a bank shot, came down, tried and missed the layup. And then yeah. like the Suns just started making everything yeah. okay i remember that one now yeah and i think it was also right before i think ad had said something like well we would have beat him if i was healthy i think it was a it quote was, like that. i think i think ad uh, said that i think ad said that like two hours before tip like right. i i remember seeing them like thanks ad the suns are just gonna kick <laughs> the absolute dog yeah. shit out of us now i think i think yeah. i ranted about that with wall on a pod did i not <laughs> yeah it was bad that, it was really bad. Have, it's that like front him. runner that front runner mentality baby um well fellas i think we can just go ahead and never talk about that season ever again um yes please we will see we'll be doing some more drafts in the future i think we're going to do uh a draft of like the best uh lakers draft picks of all time uh, might do the best role players of all time. Uh, I think we got another one. I like I that one. Right but yeah, gonna be doing some drafts in between now and the when the free agency starts. But then we'll definitely be having some pods around that, um, where the Lakers will be signing Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Guy, and Langston Hall- <laughs> uh, Galloway. Um, oh man! So we will talk to you guys next time. Um, thank you for listening. Um, this is Dine McHenry. That was Alex Torres and Chris Walton, a.k.a. Walt. Uh, we will talk to you guys next time, and we'll see you at the next draft. Peace. Sounds good. See you guys.